Welcome aboard, Captain. Back to the Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we analyze, discuss, and probe Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, one minute at a time. I'm Chris LaSalle. And I'm David Stoker. Hey, Dave. Chris. Welcome back. Yes. Hope you had a good weekend. It was busy. Busy. Well, that yes. could be a good thing, unless you are a introvert and don't like to see people. And this probably yeah. could be a bad thing. <laughs> anyway, here we are. We're talking about... <laughs> I don't know where that came from. We're talking about Minute 46 of The Voyage Home. Uh, minute 46 starts with Kirk explaining uh, what profanity is and why it's used. Uh, and ends a minute later with Dr. Jillian starting the tour. She is. She starts that tour. So I'm going to say it right now. I'm probably going to call her Gilligan at some point in these minutes. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why her name doesn't uh, like I know it's Jillian. Yes. But in all my notes, you know, I have it written down as Jillian, but when I want to read it, I want to say Gilligan. I'm just saying right now. I'm just putting it out there. I'm probably going to say Gilligan at some point, and I don't apologize. No need, my friend. No need to apologize. All right. So here we go. Uh, a lot of dialogue in this one. Mm. Um. So Kirk explains about. Or it was Spock asked in the last minute about his uh, uh, the admiral's language had changed. Yes. Um, and uh, so Kirk has to explain that uh, profanity is the simply the way they talk here. <laughs> so no swearing in, in in the future, I guess is. No, that's true. No swearing at all. So they gave up money. They gave up swearing. These guys are just hoity-toity, holier than thou. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, I, do, I do find it funny that he knows this, right? Nobody pays any attention to you if you don't swear every other word. <laughs> I just think it's a funny thing that he knows. Um, uh, and then you and I were talking about this a little bit offline, right? Uh, you'll find it in the, all the literature of the period. Yeah. Uh, and he calls out uh, as examples the novels of <laughs> Jacqueline Susan and the no novels of Harold Robbins. Right. Uh, and you know Spock replies, "Ah, the giants." And this is this uh, this one as a kid went over my head, right? I because I think oh, yeah. these, these guys, they're you know these books were aimed at adults. They were, uh, I I don't know, romance novels, adult, racy, uh, full of sex and drugs. And um, so as a so as a kid, I didn't I didn't even know who these people were. Um, and I don't remember if this got a laugh in the theater, but I'm assuming it it did, right? Because calling these <laughs> These type of novels, like literary giants, I don't know. Um, I don't think we would. I don't think you would call that stuff high class literature. I think that's supposed to be the joke. I guess I, again, like you, I don't think I ever really got the joke. I mean, I know we looked up, you know, who Jacqueline Suzanne, like who she wrote, and she wrote a famous book. She wrote Valley of the Dolls. Like, yeah. I never read it, and so uh, sure. 
okay. I guess, like you said, the joke just kind of goes over my head a little bit. Right. And we were like, why not Stephen King, right? Because we were trying to figure out, like, who, who right. would they use today? They were doing this time travel thing now. and But Stephen King was, even in the 80s, was was pretty popular. I mean, he had... Was, but know. he was probably not, you know, you'll find it in all the literature of the period. Like, was Stephen... I don't think he was in his... Was he was was Stephen King really someone who swore a lot in his books? Like I don't remember. Like that's not the one thing that I would take from his, you know. Right, and I his think books. The, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure that I think there is. I think swearing, you know, violence and creepiness and all that stuff. That's that all goes with it. But I think that, I think it's. I think we're supposed to, you know, Spock saying they're the giants is like, you know, he's comparing Harold Robbins to Shakespeare or something like that, right? right. That's supposed okay. to be the. Yeah, no, they're not in the same same ballpark at all um, but yeah that was a joke that always it's so funny because it falls flat it fell flat for me as a kid because i yeah. didn't know the context and even now it kind of falls flat for me it's like oh i i i missed something you know in my it was targeted at an age group <laughs> and and i missed it and and i never i never went back and read any of those books um, right so it so it still misses for me um, oh yeah it totally does like yeah. i don't don't get it I don't get it. It's not funny. No funny, man. But clearly a big joke because they dropped the scene right there, right? Yep. The Giants. Boom. We get a great shot of the bus coming across the bridge still. Yeah, they really uh, they did a good job with their continuity. Huh? The, the bus is still, it's been, been uh, you know, they pinched the punk of the bus, uh Yep. While they're riding across, and now they're yeah finishing it up. Um, they milked that for everything they could, <laughs> but it puts you there, right? It puts us, it puts us right in the uh, sure, yeah, in the action. Yep. Uh, looks like the um, the family truckster from uh, vacation is. Oh yeah, the green the green uh, station wagon. Yeah. Uh, everything else is. Uh, I think we. I think didn't we just? What did we just see for Star Trek? Was it Discovery? We got to see San Francisco again because uh, the uh, the Golden Gate Bridge is covered with solar panels or something in the future. Am I making that up? I think you're making that up. No. What didn't we just watch a whole bunch of Discovery together? We did, but I don't remember there being a San Francisco scene in it. Oh, I thought they went back to uh, Starfleet headquarters. And okay, I'm totally making this up. Maybe I'm thinking of the reboot films. <laughs> that was totally a dream you had, man. Oh wow. I will uh, say I do enjoy seeing the blue Datsun. Yes. Yeah. The, Sh- the Chevy Chevette. Yeah. Oh, cars from our youths. If only they had a red Renault LeCar driving by, I think my day would be complete. I missed the LeCar. Didn't yeah, it say no. LeCar across the side? It did. In like it was really it was, big letters. Yep, it was yeah. red, and then right up the door, it's in black letters, it said LeCar. Right. It's like its own billboard. I know. It was yeah. awesome. <laughs> Good little car. All right. Uh, moving on. <laughs> the... the uh, the bus arrives at the Cetacean Institute. Yes. Um, Cetacean. The next showing of the wonderful world of whales will begin in five minutes in the Marine Theater. <laughs> wow. Uh, I know what summer job you had as a kid. <laughs> it was. I worked at the Cetacean Institute. Don't you remember? I used to fly out there for weekends. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Cetacean Institute is uh, uh, played by the Monterey Bay Aquarium. Yep. 
And I guess that they actually, this, they literally covered up the Monterey Bay Aquarium <laughs> uh, sign. The logo, oh, the logo is the same as the That's the logo for Monterey Bay, but they just covered up the, the, the name of the place with the Cetacean Institute. Right. Which for, for dumb reasons, I think, um, the, the intern said that, uh, they didn't, they didn't want to, they didn't want to keep the place as Monterey Bay Aquarium because it was too far away from San, San Francisco. It had to be in Sausalito. Right. Which I don't know about you. Where the hell is Sausalito? Is that next door to San Francisco? I, I never would have been like, oh, I guess Monterey is two hours away from San Francisco. That wouldn't work. I, I don't know. I mean, I, unless you're a local, who would care? I guess I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't know. It would be like saying like you're out in Chestnut Hill and near Boston, and they're like, "That's Boston." Well, it's <laughs> kind of Boston, you know. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe they just didn't want to. They didn't want a bunch of people complaining, a bunch of locals saying, "Hey, right, that's two hours away." They couldn't have gotten there on a bus. That's two hours away, idiot. Uh, the woman, we were talking about this offline. There's a couple of women in this, in this scene. Uh, and both play their parts spectacularly. Which one do you want to talk about first? So there's the first, there's a couple that gets off the bus. Yeah. And she is super excited to be there. She's like, Hey, take my picture over under the Cetacean Institute sign. And he's like, geez, like, sorry. Did he say that? I don't know, but he pulls out the camera and. Gives her the gives her the sign to like. I it just looks it it just <laughs> looks too phony. Um, to be uh, it. She's super just, excited. I just it just looks phony. Like his pointing over there to, I, I it phony. <laughs> it just they're bad actors. <laughs> well, like okay. we can be bad. Like we can be bad Trekkies. They can be bad actors. Bad actors. Uh, I'm that... not convinced that you're a tourist. Let me just put it like that. You're <laughs> off the picture. She is dressed a little warm for a uh, for sunny California. It seems like. Do you know who she reminds me of? You wouldn't know. Oh. That's what I'm gonna tell you. Uh, she reminds me. She reminds me of Beth from Better Off Dead. I'm pretty well, sure she totally does. <laughs> pretty sure she wore that like at yeah. the at the 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 you know the the ski race coming down the hill. Down the K, was it the K twelve? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, I think that's Beth from Better Off Dead. Yeah, she's just way too excited to be there. And then comes out like Sophia Loren comes <laughs> out to the left, uh, dressed to the nines in like some model getup, and she comes out looking fantastic in that blazer and the boots, and uh, it, that's some getup. Yeah, sure. That's uh, that's not a casual wear for an aquarium. No, I, I was totally think. like. Now, who'd you say it was? Sophia Loren. <laughs> I would have said Kelly LeBrock. Oh, that's yeah, that's a good one too. Right. I buy that. And I, and I'll tell and, and let, let's keep going. This this it's all tied together. Uh, so Kelly LeBrock famously write the uh, with the woman in red and also yep. weird science. Yep, weird right. science. Weird science. Um. Yes, she's and it's she's very eighties. That's I think that's a that we've talk, been talking about eighties clothes and stuff, and you know how obvious stuff, you know fashion is, and that, that one she stands yeah. out, right? That's she does. She's got the um, parachute pants, and I think no, I think it's a skirt. Um, 
Spock totally looking off to the side, but we all know he's really waiting for her to walk by so he can check her out. <laughs> Spock? Is that the human human side of him coming through? I think I think it is. <laughs> all right, here we go. Uh, this is the for first time we meet. We do. Dr. Jillian yep. Taylor. Uh, here I go. I'm going to call morning. her Dr. Taylor. So, um, so she comes, you know, she's, so she comes out and she introduces herself, says, good morning. I'm your guide this morning. My name is Dr. Jillian Taylor, but you can call me Jillian. I'm assistant director of the Maritime Cetacean Institute. Stop right there. The assistant director gives tours. Yes. Yeah, like, don't they? Don't they have a tour guide staff to do that? Right. Shouldn't it just be like some volunteer kid? Yeah. Yeah. I'm expecting someone wearing like a red hat with a flag. Stay up with me, please. <laughs> up with me. You know, that's what I'm expecting. Like yeah. not the assistant director of the institute. The assistant director has got to do all kinds of paperwork and budgets and schedules and tank cleanings and all that kind of stuff. Like she's maintaining. She's the assistant of the. She's the assistant director of the institute. She's got a whole host of other things to be doing. So why why isn't she the director of the institute? It's because she's a woman. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> I always wonder about that when they're, when they're yeah. giving titles to people. Like, all right, why can't they just make her director of the whole place? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because they uh, future information. I'm thinking if she was the director, things probably would have turned out differently. Because she might have put a stop to certain things. Oh, yes. Okay. You know what I mean? Yes. True. Uh, so her next line baffles me. <laughs> baffles you. So please follow me and just y give a yell if you can't hear me. Well, if I can't hear you, how am I supposed to know I'm to give you a yell? Oh, boy. You're going to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look over. What did she say? What's that? Can't hear you. Um, so the, uh, the tourist, the, 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 the group that's with her, yes. um, the gentleman in the, in the salmon colored shirt with the, that looks like Gary Wallace from weird science. <laughs> uh, maybe a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I'm trying to connect all these things together. I will say that, um, the woman in the purple, suit pantsuit mm -hmm. she's got a bouffant going like that hair is yeah right out of the history books she's owning it she does yep i don't even know what what's involved in doing that i don't know but it's spectacular her hair is spectacular spectacular like how could you i mean it is i mean it's tall and I mean, it takes up half the size of her total head <laughs> Um, I'm disappointed to see that there is an Asian man in the crowd with a camera around with a neck. camera like that's yeah, come on trope. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty. Uh, I don't know if that has that even gone out the window yet. Do we still see that in movies? Probably now. It's probably ironic now to do it in movies. Um, but I don't think that's the case here. I think this is just a sad example of. of uh, yeah. I guess at least they didn't give it to Sulu. Sulu was not running around with a camera. Uh, right, yes. Um, 
I love how Kirk and Spock just sort of muscle their way up into the tour. Do you think these people paid for the tour and uh, Kirk and Spock just sort of join along? Uh, I do. I think yeah. <laughs> I think they just they just uh, they're crashing the tour. I think they're crashing the tour. Um, I find it interesting that it looks like there's probably about mm, ten people here. Yeah. But then when you zoom out. It looks like a whole host more. It looks like there's at least 20 people around there. Like yeah, there's, yeah. there's like a naval officer dude, um, and there's a bunch of people in the back and over to the left. There's like there just looks like there's, there's, there's way. Yeah, there's just it just looks like there's way more people than originally I thought. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I just yeah I just again chuckle at the crowd. Yeah, nuns. I yeah. mean, how, I think that's a trope too, right? You put a crowd scene together, like all right. We get a couple of nuns <laughs> yeah. in there. Um, there is a in that in that faraway shot you were talking about in the crowd. There's a, uh, I think that's Wesley Crusher in his casual wear, in the sweater. You see him in the in the background. <laughs> a pre next generation. That's probably actually I think that's a woman. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, sorry, Wesley. Um, but I will say the man in front of. The, the two women in the back there with the Wesley Crushel and the purple, the yep. lilac sweater. Yeah. Uh, fantastic bell bottoms. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's wearing, right. he's got the, he's got the red jacket with the, the brown pants. Yep. Those are some fantastic bell bottoms he's got going on there. And I think that's a, that's a member's only jacket. I think he's sporting. Ooh. So he's you like a one man, of those. He's like a man out of town. What? You had one of those. Yeah, that's right. I was Eighth cool. grade. It was gray. It was, yeah. Blue. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to own that one. I love that coat. <laughs> that was the worst coat ever, man. <laughs> uh, no, I like this because it's, it's an older gentleman. He's got the bell bottoms. So he's, you know, it's a callback to him when he was, you know, hip in the 70s. And now it's, you know, 16 years later, whatever, 10 years later. Um, but his nod to, you know, f latest fashion, he's going to wear a members only jacket to feel hip, but he's going to wear his comfortable bell bottoms. I, I will also say, Overabundance of the Doctor Doolittle hat. So the man in gray who's walking away from us, Doctor yeah. Doolittle hat. Oh yeah. Man and man in our crowd next next to right in front of the naval officer, Doctor Doolittle hat, and man all the way in the back with the brown blazer and it looks like he's wearing a camera bag, yeah. Doctor Doolittle hat. Hmm. And not to be outdone, there's this two men wearing the old English style hat. Um in the back of our group, he's in the back and he's mm -hmm. facing a different direction. And the guy that's sort of walking in front of us is, is he wearing a beret or is he wearing the English man hat? Like, I think he's wearing the English man hat. Uh, I, I would say that's a beret in the foreground. You think that's a beret? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yes. It's difficult. It's difficult to, uh, do you think they just sent it, you know, like an intern, like, like an intern and just, uh, <laughs> sent him out and said, okay, I need a bunch of hats. And the right. guy came back with like five Dr. Doolittle hats and was like, Spread them around, spread them around. Come on, what are you doing to me? You're killing me. <laughs> I got a couple of nuns habits, so we, gotta, yep. we at least do the nuns. Yeah, I don't know. It's a, I'm sure it's a, it's a, it's a skill. It's an art. It's, a, it's an art, probably getting you know extras uh, into costume, right, to make them look not too similar, but you know, I don't know. I figure if I'm an extra, I just show up in my clothes and I'm wearing that. You would think it would be as simple as that, right? Yeah, absolutely. I want to see some kid in his Ocean Pacific jams. Uh, I want to see some jorts. Some jorts. jorts. Uh, good times. All right, man. Uh, that takes us to the end. Uh, it do you does. Have any, do you have anything else for 46? I don't. This was um, 
It's fun. I don't know. It's, it's, it's it was a good minute. Um, yeah. we're introduced introduced uh, we're introduced to uh, Doctor Jillian. Yep. Um, uh, and um, yeah. And we and we got the we talked about the big joke that we miss every time we hear it. We do. What's the big joke? The Giants. Oh yeah, that's right. Ah, see, the Giants. You missed it. It, it missed it, it again. Missed it again. The Giants. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, folks, if you want to share, uh, did that joke go over your head? We'd love to hear from you. Let us know. Uh, head on over to Facebook. Um, I'm assuming you're on Facebook. There's like billions of us on Facebook. Mm. Uh, if you haven't already, join the Star Trek Minute Listener Federation. Uh, and uh, let us know what you think. Um, think of this joke. Uh, were you a Harold Robbins fan? Um, and is he worth uh, is he worth reading? Uh, we could use some tips. Um, and uh, we'll be back again on Wednesday talking about Minute 47 of The Voyage Home here at Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye.